at the end of the day, you need to know how to put together a team, okay? Which means that you need to start with a vision. You need to start with a vision story. You need to understand this is the business that I have now. This is the vision of of the business I want to have. Ultimately, let's call it five years out. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Today, we are diving into you know, a topic that is certainly near and dear to me. It's something that, you know, I think ultimately is probably my favorite topic to talk about. And it's about your people. It's about your team. Probably told the story 10 times here on the podcast, but honestly, this used to be such a blind spot for me. And it's important to note that now I recognize it's really the most important content that we create because, you know, we know the truth. 90% of our problems are people problems. And, you know, ultimately we used to talk about attraction, conversion, retention as being the key to running a successful practice, running a successful business. Like all you needed to know about was attraction, how to market and attract potential new patients into the practice and conversion, which is how to convert people, how to compel people to take action and invest in their health and in their life. And then retention, which is creating ideal patients and collecting ideal patients, attraction, conversion, retention. You get those three things down and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Well, truth is not so much. (laughs) You know, I would teach that from the stage, did it for years. And then as soon as I'd step off the stage, I'd get out into the hallway and one of the docs would grab me and pull me aside. And the, the questions that they would ask, the topic that they wanted to talk about was almost invariably their team. Whenever I get on a coaching call or whenever I answer an email, it seems like the, car, the, the topic everybody struggles with is their team. My CA is sideways. My office manager quit. I can't find a great associate doctor, right? I'm feeling burnt out myself. It's almost always around team issues. Top grading says it best, Dr. Pete, and that's 90% of our problems are people problems. So as CEOs, we've got to solve that issue. Yeah, and this is not a pass for you to keep a a team of, of one or two, you know, this is not a, a reason why you shouldn't grow. You know, when I hear that statement, sometimes my, my brain goes to, well, that's exactly why I'm not going to have a lot of people because if 90% of the problems are people problems, I'm just going to keep it me and one other. And so we can spend a whole career. And this happens a lot in chiropractic is chiropractors, you know, they might say, well, I'm running a really lean ship. It's just me by myself or me and one CA. And that's fine. I mean, there, I think there's a season for that and there's, there's times for that. But ultimately, if we're in the business of saving lives, right, then we should be growing. Like it, a, a business should be growing, which means we continue to serve more people, which means we're going to need more people on our team. And so to me, it only makes sense that we need to get really good at the people part of the puzzle, you know, the six sides of the Rubik's Cube to solve. We've got to get really good at solving that side of the puzzle, the people side. And so that is the, the fact that 90% of our problems are people problem is not an excuse to keep a lean team. It's not a, it's not a reason not to grow your practice. It's, it's actually a reason to develop yourself as a leader. This is a leadership invitation. It's the leadership question asks, who do I need to become? Who do I need to become to be able to lead this team to help develop a team so that we can 
make a bigger impact, make a bigger income, and as a CEO, and it's not at the expense of my health, my family, my relationships, my happiness, right? And, and so it's very important that we, we think like CEOs here. And a CEO looks at a problem and they start and they look at it from a perspective of, okay, where is this issue? And they ask, start asking questions about what's the cause? Is it a vision issue? Is this a leadership issue? Is this a systems issue? Is this a people issue, right? Is this a, a training issue or is it an energy issue? Is it a focus issue? Where is the issue? So we ask questions. And so when it comes to people, there are four very specific questions that we as CEOs should be asking. The first question is this, do I even have the right people? Do I have the right people? Do I have the right person? The second question is, are they in the right position? The third question, are they doing the right work? And then the fourth question, are they doing it the right way? So think of, listen to how it flows. Do I have the right person in the right role doing the right work the right way? Think about that. See how that flows? Do I have the right person in the right role doing the right work the right way? One of the things I love is doing the, the, the stop, start, continue. It's a beautiful exercise in this to continue to reevaluate. And we have so many tools in the Rockwell practice on, on, on serving your team and creating and developing a remarkable team. But these four questions we have to answer as CEOs, these are the questions that we have to ask. Yeah, Dr. Pete, when it comes to building a business, turning your job into a business, one thing that we've embraced is that businesses are scalable, okay? So scalable, scalable means you can do more, give more, love more, serve more, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, but it doesn't have to all be done by you, right? So that implies leveraging other people, systems, and technology, right? So other people, so many docs really put the cap or put the lid on their business because they dismiss that, oh, you know what, I, I don't want that complexity, or I like to keep it lean. You know, I like having a small team, right? So it's just like, literally, they just start telling themselves stories. And you know what? I'm not judging that by any means, but, you know, we can't save the planet if we're just focused on trying to stay small, trying to stay lean. And I love simplicity, okay? But I want to make sure that you don't give yourself a reason or an excuse for not growing and make a bigger impact in your community. And very often that reason is well-founded. You just don't know how to build a team, right? So ultimately that fourth domain that we had to add was team building. So now it's attraction, conversion, retention, and team building. And I'd say if you're going to choose one of those to get right, I'd say team building is the one to get right. I'd make the argument that you could have all three cylinders firing attraction, conversion, retention. But if that four cylinder, that team building one was not working properly, you're screwed. Whereas if you do get that fourth cylinder right, when you do get team building right, the other three categories could be sideways, but that team would figure it out. The big idea here, guys, is at the end of the day, you need to know how to put together a team, okay? Which means that you need to start with a vision. You need to start with a vision story. You need to understand this is the business that I have now. This is the vision of the, of the business I want to have ultimately, let's call it five years out. And then this is the business that I want to have next. So you need to have the now, the ultimate, and the next. You need to have a vision for the next iteration of your business, and you need to ask yourself, this is what I have now. And usually what it is, is a framework. If you were to describe your practice right now, the first thing you'd start talking about is your team. But you start talking about people. What you should be talking about is roles. 
What are the roles of your business? What are the roles? What are the key functions of your business? If you were to start talking about your football team, you talk about the different positions on the team. You know, you got nose guard and a quarterback and a fullback and a running back and a wide out and a tight end, right? So it's like you start talking about the roles and then you start talking about who's playing those roles. You need to make that mental shift. If you owned a band, if you were in a band, you talk about, oh, we got a drummer, we got a lead singer, we got a bassist, right? We got the chorus, we got guys on keys, right? So it's like, then you talk about who's playing those instruments. You need to start thinking about your practice that way if you really want to reach your potential and make the impact that's seated in your heart. Yeah. When you said about the third three domains and then you finally like it, it dawned on you, hey, there's, there's four domains. What I love is, you know, that quote, you know, when the all boats, all the boats rise when the tide comes in, I was thinking about how all the boats rise when the t- right team comes in. So when the right team comes in, your attraction conversion, then that all rises up. So we rise and fall on, uh, on the team, on the team dynamic, the team factor. And, and as you were saying, our teams, you know, we talk about how our business is a reflection of our energy. And energy up, practice up, energy flat, practice flat, energy down, practice down. It's so important we get the energy right, Doc. So I, when I go to the four questions, the, when I think about the energy, I go to that first one, which is do I have the right people? And I think one of the questions we have to ask ourselves, how do you know if you have the right people? It's the energy. Do they have the right energy? Do they bring the energy that's needed for us in the work that we do? Listen, if they're not the right person then there's another right place for them to be. And that would be the right thing for you, you to do is to promote them to their, the next best place for them to go, which is to work somewhere else, right? So we promote people from our offices. you know. But again, the goal would be, even, even on the front end, that we would have the discernment to know this is not the right fit. So there's two questions we want to make sure they have that we can answer confidently when it comes to the right person. Number one, and this is about energy, really, do they share our core values. That's a showstopper. It really is. If there's not alignment in our values, there's no reason to proceed. There's really no reason. I mean, you're going to bang your head against the wall, team training. You're going to be investing in, you know, bringing people to seminars and all this stuff. And you're wondering what's going on what's wrong. No matter what I do, nothing has changed. If we're not aligned in the core values, showstopper. So we've got to make sure that that's aligned. Number two is that vision. Like you just talked about that. You said, here's where we are now. Here's where we're going ultimately. Here's where we're going next. If I shared that with somebody, they're going to be like, I'm coming. I want to go on that journey. I want, wait, where are we going? In, in the next five to 10 years, we're going there. Can I, can I come with you? Can we do that together? That's a vision. Now, if somebody is the right person, they're going to listen to that and be like, can I come? I would like to come. I want to be a part of that. That to me is the right, we're starting to get the right person. So we talk about A players, it's heart, talent, and skill, right? The heart, talent, skill. The heart part is this part. It's do you share our core values? And are you compelled by the vision? And when I share that vision, you get caught up in it and you say, I want to come with you. To me, those things have to be set first to know if we even have the right person on the team. Absolutely. And when you talk about energy, you know, some people misread that, right? So there's different roles that have different responsibilities that call for different types of people with different types of attributes, skill sets, experience, and energy. 
you know, so that check in CA might have a higher vibration. They might be more extroverted and a quote unquote high energy person. Obviously, everybody should be positive energy, but not everybody needs to be that big extroverted energy, right? So let's not confuse the personality type and extroversion with a person's energy. See, if if somebody is aligned with your practice, okay, so if they share your, listen to the verbs, guys, if they share your core values, being in an environment where you say, this is what you can expect from us, and this is what will be expected from you, which is what your core values are, being in that environment is going to, it's going to energize them. If they don't align with you and they do not share your core values, being in that environment will drain their energy. So think about that, guys. We've all been there when you've been in an environment that's like, man, why does this environment drain my energy? Just don't share the core values, right? Why does this relationship drain my energy? We just don't share core values. We're not aligned. And the second one, buy into your vision story. Oh my goodness. As a CEO, your job is to cast the vision. This is where we're going. Who's with me, right? And that vision story has to absolutely energize your team. It has to energize that person. This is the person that's like, not only am I coming with you, they're already in the boat or in hand looking at you going, okay, let's go. Let's all row in line. Let's get there, right? So that's what we mean by energizing the person. So that's the right person. So do I have the right person? Now the question is, are they in the right role? So Dr. Pete, I know that, uh, you know, we have lots of pain and the obvious things is like everything's a wrestling match, right? So you feel like you're wrestling a person around with, if, if they're not the right person, we don't even have to say what the examples are because every single thing is an uphill battle, right? They don't want to train. They don't want to role play. They don't want to promote, right? They don't want to talk to patients about how they don't want to keep people accountable to their schedule. They don't want to have team meeting, team training. They don't want to go to immersions and train. They don't want to watch videos. They don't want to read green books. They don't want to have a huddle. Are we really going to pray at huddle? Do we have to do, you know, it's like a chant, you know, it's like whatever. It's like, you just pick up on all that. Those are all red flags, right? For this person's just not aligned. They just, they're a good person. They're just not the right person, right? So that's how they manifest. How about the right person, but in the wrong role? What does that look like, feel like, sound like if you're the CEO smashing your head and back in your office? So when I think about the right role, Doc, and and what does that look like and feel like if I'm frustrated versus if I'm not is a position, they're in their position of strength. And a position of strength is, is to me characterized by three things, purpose, passion, and proficiency. Purpose is this is what I was made to do. And I'll tell you, if you if you have somebody on your team who's in a position and it's not what they were made to do, then again, from an energetic standpoint, you're going to notice that it's their energy is flat. There's going to be a, a sense of resistance. There's going to be mistakes. You know, one of the ways that you can tell if someone's, you know, in the right role is, you know, do they do what they do really well? Gino Wickman talks about GWC gets it, wants it, has the capacity to do it. You know, GWC would be one of the things. So I, when I think about that, I think passion, right? So if somebody has a passion for it, that's one of the elements. Another is that it's, it's an alignment with their purpose. Purpose is this is why I exist. This is, this is what I'm here on earth to do. So if I'm, if I'm aligned with my purpose, so when you look at a team member and you're like, I know this is your job, but it doesn't feel like this is really what you have a passion for it. I don't really feel like you're very interested in this. Purpose means I'm excited. This engages me. It excites me. So I'm looking for those types of energies. Is this exciting? Are you engaged? 
disengagement is one of the first, you know, tall tale signs. If you study strengths finders, they find that, you know, absenteeism or presenteeism, sorry, is one of the, one of the challenges that many companies face, which is I'm present, but I'm not really into it. I'm really not. I'm just, I signed in or whatever it is. I, and then I'm going to go ahead and log out when I'm done. And, and I'm just going to just buy my time. I'm just here taking up some space and I got to make sure I smile and look good, but I'm going to do as little as possible to get through this. That to me is you've got presenteeism and that's, that's where you're like, I know I've got a full team, but it's just like, we're We feel like we're busy, but we're not productive. It's the busy, but not productive situation. That's another one that you bang your head against the wall when you're busy, but not productive. I know we're going to answer this probably with the next question too, but I'd say it, it stems from further upstream from doing the right work. I, I'd say it actually stems from, is it the right role? Is this person, you know, they, they seem like they're busy, but man, we're just not getting things done. That to me is, it's not the right role. I bang my head against the wall with that. So, I mean, those are some of the symptoms and signs of it's just not the right role. Okay. Let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo matchmakers. Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. So yeah, I mean, this is a system, right? So this is downstream from deciding they are the right person, right? They belong on the team. Like Jim Collins says, they belong on the bus. They're just not in the right seat on the bus, right? So I can remember, man, I struggled with this one person who I was absolutely sure that they were the right person to be on the team. But man, I could not find a home for her, right? I was just like, she was just underperforming. This is, this is before we realized that there are really cut and dry attributes for people that are going to excel in these various positions, these different roles in the practice. We used to kind of have a bunch of Swiss army knives in the office. We would move them around. Everybody was quote unquote cross-trained and you know people would move around and there was some things that they were just better at and some things that was easy and awesome and other things that they just sucked at and we tried to avoid that. But otherwise it was kind of a lukewarm vanilla environment. Until I recognize that, number one, God only makes geniuses. And each one of these roles has a very specific set of responsibilities, which comes with a specific set of attributes and skills. People are hardwired to be awesome at things, right? Just like in sports, there's different skills that are called for for different positions. Same thing on your team, right? So I had this one gal who, you know, we started her out at check out CA and what we recognized was, oh my gosh, she was just not very good at details. And, I, you know, she was kind of sloppy and messy and just wasn't getting the numbers right. And, and then what I recognized was like, man, it was, she was really struggling with people, keeping people accountable. Like she was very low confront and she's the compliance officer. I kind of figured that out through this person. I'm like, wow, her job is to make sure everybody's really committed to their care plan, that they're scheduled out and mapped out, that they're, they're on a payment plan, that they're committed to their like EFT program and their payment schedule. They're, they're make sure that they're scheduled for workshop. They bring their guests and like this person's like a compliance officer, make sure that they follow the policies, and they had to be the person that erected the guardrails around a person's experience to assure their best possible outcomes. Man, she was way too empathetic. 
right? So she was so empathetic, but she couldn't hold people. She bought into everybody's stories and excuses. And I'm like, oh man, she sucks over here. Move her out of there. Just uh, change that position, right? And I ended up putting this other girl in there was like a smiling bulldog. She was so awesome at it, right? Move this girl over to check NCA. And I'm like, well, she's super nice and people love her and she loves people. Let's put her in check NCA, right? Oh, that was worse. Everybody, I mean, we were seeing over 300 people a day. Everybody wants to have a conversation with the check NCA. Oh my gosh. The place, the front desk looked like the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. It got so backed up. Everybody's yelling at the front desk trying to get back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done now? Right. And what I recognized was she was a genius at empathetic connection. That's why everybody wanted to connect with her every time they're in the office. Let's move her into new patient concierge. Boom everyone converted. Oh my gosh. You talk about having the gift of making people feel heard and understood. Man, I could walk in that room. It was mine to screw up to convert those people. Dr. P, God only makes geniuses. The CEO's job is to make sure we have the right person in the right role. Yeah, this is so good, Doc. I love that story. And I'm immediately going back to my first time hiring associates. And I think this happens a lot in chiropractic is we think that we're going to hire an associate so they can b- help us build the business. That's what we do. It's it's many chiropractors make this this big mistake is I'm going to bring associates so they're going to grow grow my business for me. I'm going to you know do it that way. And you got to realize, and I've made this mistake before, that there are some some chiropractors that are wired as what we would call a business builder, and some that are wired as caregivers. And I see this as a big challenge. And I think many of you, maybe some of you listening to this podcast. You know, if you if you're you're scratching your head, like what's wrong? And this this doc's great doc. You know, we we align in so many things. It's just not performing. They're not producing. They're not delivering. Well, you know, it's it's very possible that you know if they're the right person, that they're just not in the right position. Meaning that you haven't identified what type of associate they are. And and so that to me is another example that I see a lot in our profession of chiropractic. I experienced that in my own uh, journey bringing in associates, thinking business builders, and they just weren't, didn't have the, they weren't cut out of that cloth. Like you said, God only makes geniuses. So this is always a positive conversation. This is always, it's a, it's a journey in identity. It's a journey in developing my skills, my talents. You know, as CEOs, we got, we have to help our team members identify who they are and what their gifts are and then help position them in the right spot. So that's the right role. The next question we have to ask then, it, once you get them in the right role, let's say you brought her into the back and now she's new patient concierge or the doctors now actually function as a caregiver and they're not having to worry about going out and screening and doing talks and getting, you know, building that business. They're focusing on in the office, just loving on people and keeping people coming in and, and creating great retention and engagement and results is answering that next question, which is the right work. So now, and I think that it kind of bled into that when you were talking about the example of your, your checkout CA goes to a check-in CA, then goes to new patient concierge. That's because there's clearly defined work at each one of those positions. So the goal is, while cross-training is valuable, it's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to hire for the the right person for the position. So you have clearly defined roles, and then you have thousands of human beings, or let's say dozens that are apply would be applying for this position. And what you want is you want to find the person that's the right fit. For that role. That's what we're doing. It's fitting the right person in that role. So then how would I know if it's the right person? Because of the work that's in that role, that the work that that person does in that role aligns beautifully with their talent, with their skill sets, with their, with their, what they're proficient at, with what they're passionate about, right? GWC. So 
and and we have a we have tools for this. We have a tool that you know enables us to equip that that team member who's in that role so that they do the right work. And that's this that's our you know while while the the accountability chart was for the right roles, it's a scorecard. We know that that's how you do it. Well, Dr. Pete, as you say that, you know, I think it's, this would be a perfect opportunity for us to actually provide an accountability chart and a training for that. So, because as we get into scorecards, you know, you and I, we're going to run into this and we could speak for five hours on scorecards and KPIs, but at the end of the day, they're so downstream from that accountability chart. If we said it twice already, we're going to say it uh, 10 more times in the call. 90% of your problems come from people, right? 90% of your problems are people problems, right? So 90% of your solutions are going to be found on the accountability chart. You have to get the accountability chart right. Otherwise, we're going to be wrestling all these downstream problems. So Dr. Pete, let's put together a specific training. We'll do a giveaway. Let's put a link down below here, guys. If you want to pick up our accountability chart and we'll do a tutorial for you on that, there'll be a video here for you. You'll see it in the show notes. Let's make sure we get that right because as I'm listening to you say that, I'm like, man, we can't even talk about scorecards until we make sure that they get that accountability right. But you know, once that accountability chart is right, the job descriptions are right there. You put the names on there, you pull scorecards right out of there. So now we have the right person in the right role doing the right work because we said here, Dr. Pete, you as the caregiver associate doctor in our practice, there's your role. Here are your job. This is your job description, these three to five bullets, right? So your job, you're going to be in charge of educating the patients, doing the analysis and the examinations, delivering chiropractic excellence, right? And delivering these clinical outcomes, building great long-term relationships, building value for continued chiropractic care and retention is going to be your arena, right? So boom, there's your job description. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to set expectations and agreements with you around that. So you're super clear capturing that on a scorecard, given that you've received that and you've said, okay, I accept that role. I accept those responsibilities. Give me a scorecard that says, how is my performance going to be measured? Well, here are the responsibilities. These are the, these are the tasks, if you will, that you're trusted with in that position. This is how we measure that role. Each one of those tasks or activities can be measured in this key performance indicators or KPIs. We're going to capture all of that on a scorecard. And the scorecard, we're going to pick three to five KPIs for you to focus on this quarter. So as the CEO, I get to say, this is what's important now. This is what I want you to be focusing on now, Dr. Pete, in your role here are the three to five KPIs that I want you to focus on this quarter, right? And I'm going to come alongside you, train you, equip you, and support you, and make sure that you can be easy and awesome at this, right? So that your outcomes are easy and awesome. Yeah, it's so good. And, and so you, you guys are starting to feel it. So you feel the momentum building. So if you get the right person and you get them in the right role and, you, and, and now they're doing the right work, the last of the four questions ask is, are they doing it the right way? So if you've got these other three correct and you're going through this journey and you're nailing it each step of the way, then the last, the last question is, are they doing the, it the right way? It, the work, are they doing their work the right way? And the answer to that question is very, very simple. And that's training. That's how you determine whether they're doing the work, work the right way. And so there are certain things that you need. For example, every role should have a competency checklist meaning every person on the team that comes on board has a set of core competencies for that position that they need to be able to check off on meaning i i do it it's not something you know 
it's something that I can do to a level that is at your approval so that I've met core competency. Now, competency is onboarding, right? Mastery is ongoing. So our goal isn't to say someone's a master, so now they check off. No, our goal is to create competency. So the the idea here of doing the right work the right way, training is an ongoing process. So it's it's not like, you know, they used to do the right work the right, but they're not anymore. I'm like, well, when's the last time you trained with them on that? Like, I have never trained with them on that, or I haven't trained on that forever. Well, well, there you go. I mean, we can't just expect everybody just to be able to know how to do what they're supposed to do and do it well all the time. I see that this is a missing piece in a lot of practices that I talk to is they don't have a training culture. You may be awesome at hiring at right people in the right role, doing the right, and even doing the right work. You're just you lose if you don't have the training element. Everybody's weapons, everybody's swords and and axes get dull over time. So you've got to keep them sharp, and and that's the power and the value of of team training and even individual training. So the training is is such an amazing thing, and I love that we have competency checklists for all the roles. We've got you know the training curriculum which walks through the client journey. It's just amazing. And so once you've got that in there, now you can, as a CEO, answer the question, yeah, I can confidently say, yeah, I got the right people doing the right work or in the right roles, doing the right work, and they're doing it the right way. And of course, our outcomes speak for themselves. The results will speak for themselves if we are doing the right work the right way. We should see that at the bottom line. But I know that for, for our culture, even in the, in the remarkable practice, one of the things we say is we train like lives depend on it because they do. And we see people between trainings. Training is a culture. So again, you're inviting, knowing if somebody's the right person, Doc, going back full circle, is that they know that this is a training environment. There's something that you always used to say to your team members and you hired them that they need to know coming in, like, hey, we, we train. So are you comfortable with that, right? Are you good with that? You're going to be good with training because we're going to do it all the time. And, and that I, I would want to handle that with the right, hiring the right person part. Because they would need to know, like, this is part of what it means to be a part of this team is we train. It's part of the deal. It's one of the key attributes to A players. So if you make the commitment to A players only, as soon as you make the commitment, A players only on my team, an attribute of an A player is we love to be trained and developed, period. And we will not stay in an environment where we're not growing. If we are not being trained and developed, we move on. You know it. You're an A player, Pete. I'm an A player. We surround ourselves with A players. You're listening to this right now, Doc. You're an A player. You love the fact that you are listening to this podcast right now tells me you're an A player who loves to be developed and trained. You like to learn and you like to grow. That is an earmark of a A player, right? And then there's everyone else. So when you hear, oh, I don't want to train, I don't want to study, I don't want to watch videos, I don't want to go to immersions, I don't want to do seminars, et cetera, that is a red flag, a bright red flag of knowing that you do not have the right person on your team. So that might be really convicting to some of you right now. And listen to this. What I know to be true is the highest ROI, the best ROI, the best return on your investment of your time, of your energy, of your focus, and of your money is training and equipping your team. Marketing is a distant second. So if you look and you're like, oh, there's my marketing calendar. I know these are all the marketing things I'm doing upcoming in third quarter, even into fourth quarter. And I've got a budget for this. So this is what I'm going to spend on marketing. And, and that's great. But you can't answer the same question. Like, where's your training calendar? What's your training budget for fourth quarter? If you don't, I'm telling you right now, you are leaving it on the table. That is the highest return on your investment of time, energy, focus, and money. So, Doc, I also know one other thing is that a lot of you are sitting there and you might be thinking to yourself, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot because it is a lot. 
right? I'll suggest that you're going to spend the same amount of time, energy, focus, and money. You're either going to be solving problems or you're going to be in a creative process, period, right? It is a lot. You know, you're hearing, wow, that sounds like a lot of people. I have to hire a lot of people. Man, whew, I like to run things lean, right? So I like a, the profit, profit. Listen, if you want to compare, you know, the lean team that loses a key player and loses its momentum, growth goes for a wobble for two, three, six months trying to replace that person, and you watch the revenue loss on that person, I'll tell you what, I have a shark's tooth analogy in my, my, my practice. I run my businesses like a shark's tooth, right? One person gets knocked out, the other one moves in, slides right in. Everybody's valuable, but nobody's irreplaceable, right? So we want to make sure that you always have depth on your team. Somebody goes on mat leave, somebody graduates, moves away, somebody goes back to school. You're going to inspire other people to go back to chiropractic school or go live out their vision and their mission. That's awesome. That's our duty. People are with us for a season and for a reason. You've got to be ready for somebody to leave. Just make sure you don't have the exposure that comes with having this quote unquote lean team because it only takes three, four, five, six months of being off by $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 before you're like, holy crap, that's at least one or if not two people's salary right there. I'll tell you what, you do a three-year three year over three-year view of two businesses, one that runs hyper lean and is exposed and goes through these roller coasters of having losing key players, man, versus a team that is built to last, that has depth and has cross-trained individuals who have primary, secondary, and tertiary roles where you know if somebody steps out for whatever reason or goes on vacation or maternity leave, somebody slides in who's competent and is, is now working towards mastery in that position and you don't lose a beat, I'll tell you what, the return on that investment is massive, right? So docs, we're not going to leave you alone on this. We're coming alongside you. If you need help with this thing, this uh, elusive ideal team, right? So having this team-driven practice, it's a tricky thing. We don't want to lose you. We don't want to leave you on your own to do more work. We'd love to come alongside you. We have our team building immersion in the fourth quarter in 2020. It's in first quarter of 2021. It's in January in the US. Keep your ears out and eyes out through this quarter. We're going to be really drilling down on team and team building. We have special episodes that are going to be dedicated to generally on the interview process for anybody on your team. We're going to talk about bringing awesome CAs into your practice. We're going to be talking about the associate doctor conversation. Man, Dr. Pete, we've got a big quarter ahead. We're really going to go deep on this team building concept. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.